Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends. One episode at a time, we are up to episode number two, uh, and I am joined with my friends, Jackie and Vanessa. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez. I am the biggest Friends fan, ultimate Friends fan. I fall asleep to it every night. I have memorabilia. I am the gal for Friends. <laughs> I said this the last episode, but her phone, her ringtone is the Friends theme song. <laughs> Even before any of this started, people will know how big of a Friends fan I am. <laughs> and Vanessa, yes. you're a newbie. I'm a newbie, uh, Vanessa here, and I have never seen an episode of Friends, and this is my second episode that I have ever watched, and I started watching during quarantine because I have all the time in the world now. <laughs> all right, let's get started. The second episode is called The One with the Sonogram at the End. It premiered on September 28, 1994 to 20.2 million viewers. Uh, Jackie, give us a quick overview of uh, what this episode's about. Yeah, so this is where Ross finds out Carol is pregnant. Rachel has to return her engagement ring to Barry. And then she finds out Mindy, her BFF and maid of honor Mindy, is dating him now. Monica has anxiety about her and Ross's parents, Jack and Judy, visiting the city. And then plus, Ross updates what really happened between him and Carol to his parents. And then the end, the one with the sonogram at the end, Ross sees his baby for the first time in a sonogram with Carol and Susan. And it was so sweet. So sweet. This episode is very fun. I think it's much funnier than the pilot episode because you start learning more about the characters and, and some of the running gags that go for years and years and years on the show totally totally and i also like it too because it's you see you kind of expands on monica's anxiety about her control issues we you know know throughout the series that she's kind of like ocd about her cleanliness but she can't control when she's going to find a husband and have a baby and that anxiety meeting her parents because they kind of put that all on her and you kind of you know first see that relationship that monica has with jack and judy and her parents Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, you know, definitely true. I feel like it, it, they do a really great job of showing that dynamic, you know, or a dynamic that one can have with their parents of, you know, the pressure that sets on, that is set on you by them or even by society. So I, I definitely, you know, that was one thing I definitely noticed in the episode. Did you uh, connect with that? <laughs> a little bit you know what but luckily you know my parents are very you know supportive oh you want to do that okay go ahead you know we'll support you you know sometimes they did have to you know make sure you know that I spent my money on the right thing or that I you know was going in the right direction but I was a good kid too <laughs> <laughs> also, it also like it 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 kind of um you talk you brought up society and the society issues that us women face is like having it all you know and even jack in the conversation with you know dinner with ross and rachel everybody i mean ross and um monica it's like our little harmonica isn't one of those women who need to have it all everybody wants to have a job a family and kids you know good thing our little harmonica wasn't like that (laughs) right well and the 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 bit of a double standard too about how they Mm -hmm. treat the boy and how they treat the girl is is an interesting dynamic too i mean that you know she even says that he's a prince apparently they had a big ceremony before i was born (laughs) yeah he's the golden child and that is known throughout the whole entire series that ross is the golden child of the family 
I mean, it, it, they are extreme stereotypes taken to the extreme, but I think there is some truth to that that we can all identify on mm-hmm. whether we're, you know, whichever of those, you know, or somewhere in between that the relationship that we do have with our parents. And I think it's interesting that they really pay attention to their relationship with their parents and they talk about it a lot. Cause I don't know that that, I think that was probably new to television too. Mm. Mm, to yeah. have that dynamic. Also, I like that, like, um, you know, Monica is talking about, you know, so he, she's getting a lot of heat from Judy. And then she looks at Ross and be like, you want to take a little heat off me? You know, give them an update about what really happened. <laughs> well, then they still blame And you knew? Yeah. <laughs> you knew about this? <laughs> yeah. One thing I couldn't help to notice, though, as I was watching is the outfits they were wearing. And as I watched the first and second episode, I kept wondering, what was Jason's style like? Like, what was he rocking? That is hilarious because I watched the second episode and when they cut to the shot, uh, when they go to the scene where he's in the museum wearing the olive uh, khaki pants with the pleats and the denim shirt and the tie, I'm like, I totally wore that outfit. 100% 100% wore that outfit. So I've decided that uh, I don't really, this wasn't a conscious decision, but Ross Geller was my role model, my fashion role model in the 90s. Did you own a vest? Oh, of course I owned a vest. I had several vests and denim shirts. Denim was big in the 90s. And I even had my hair cut like that for a while. You know, and the style is now like in style now. You know, you see people wear crop tops and denim. Denim shirts nowadays. <laughs> well, the the overalls on the girls and the the, the denim overalls that, she, that Rachel's wearing to the um to the dentist office when she sees Barry, I'm like, that was very very popular. <laughs> but even then, I've I noticed that. that that kind of style is coming back. No, totally. One hundred percent. I'm not wearing ripped jeans though. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm ripped jeans. <laughs> one I thing I noticed, yeah one thing I noticed too is you know l- last episode we talked about how they were watching uh, Joni Loves Chachi is that mm-hmm. yes in this episode they were watching Three's Company and yeah. that's another iconic iconic show that I did watch when I was younger right yeah it's- and it's, it's interesting that it's you know they were watching a show also about friends that mm-hmm. live together uh-huh. mm-hmm. I think that's that's actually one. I think they are specifically paying homage to '70s TV in this series. I I haven't rewatched. I I feel like I watched the first couple of seasons kind of regularly, and then I kind of hit or miss the others. And then when I started working at KTLA, we run them at late night, and I I have seen them all since then. But uh, I, I was thinking that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I think they pay homage to TV shows in this in this series so we're there's a couple of i've already made a couple of notes about other references so it'll be interesting to see if my uh theory proves itself out <laughs> we'll yeah, and we'll just check in with you to see like what tv series these are <laughs> oh yeah exactly so everyone knows three's company right set in santa monica yes, yes i know okay. that <laughs> yeah one thing that i really uh started paying attention to in the second episode was their talk about sex and all of, you know, those types of conversations, because I also kept thinking about, you know, I Love Lucy, how they were sleeping in separate beds in the 50s, and then it gradually goes into the 80s, more adult flair soap operas kind of thing. And then cable in the 90s came along, and 
became quite graphic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So th- it's just interesting to see how television evolved and how it, how this show came into play. But I love the opening of this because you're just eavesdropping on this conversation, or you could be part of this conversation. You know, it's you know, it's kind of just a slice of life. You just they're already in mid conversation when you, when the show starts. Yeah. And they're talking about kissing is the most part of it. So it's yeah. not like it's over sexualizing, you know, they're not saying it. They're not saying sex. Like when you have sex, they're saying it. And then they use the analogy with like the opening act and the comedian, you know, and it's, and the girls say, no, kissing is the most part, most yeah. important part of it. And the guys are like, what? <laughs> I love, you know, says, and you always want to bring the comedian back after the show. Yeah. Stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, one of my favorite parts of the show as well was towards the end where ross and rachel uh were in the cafe and rachel was cleaning up and he he says oh do you need help with that and she's like sure and she she just sits down on the couch mm-hmm. but then rachel also tells him she she's like you know remember when we were in high school didn't you think you'd like meet someone and fall in love and that'd be it yeah. And it's kind of true because, you know, when you're you're ending that phase of your life, high school, college, you know, you kind of think you have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. But then as you get older, you realize, I really don't have it all figured out. And mm-hmm. it's time I start figuring everything out. And to piggyback on that scene, um, Vanessa. So when she says that, Ross is looking down at her and says, it's you for me. You know, like Ross is looking at Rachel. You meet somebody in high school, you fall in love, and that'd be it. And he's kind of longingly looking at like, Rachel. Yeah. yeah, like, and there's another, like, subtle, like, uh, display of what tension they have. And then when she kind of, like, leans back in the couch, and then he puts his hand there, and then she kind of leans on his hand. <laughs> and then she he grabs, he's like, okay, and he doesn't move because he's, like, nervous nervous Nelly and he grabs the stool and then sits there and then they just he's just like oh my god I can't believe this is happening yeah and he goes neither can I <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually touching you that's yeah. what he's thinking so yeah. sweet it's so it sweet. is very sweet I mean he's such a dork but he's still sweet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's a sensitive sweet dude that um what he's that's kind of his personality and that's a character for us he seems like a hopeless romantic for sure yeah he is well in the next episode you realize understand why but I don't want to tease that too far. <laughs> okay, so here's my theory of why Friends is a spinoff of another show. So the lead, I don't know if you know this, but when in 1994, uh, Friends aired at 8.30, and the lead-in was Mad About You with uh, mm-hmm. Helen Hunt and, and Paul Reiser. And um, Lisa Kudrow had a recurring character of Ursula the Waitress on that show and then in the second this episode she mentions her twin sister ursula Mm -hmm. so and then they bring that character over from uh mad about you to friends as a kind of i guess when that's not really i guess a recurring character because you see ursula throughout the seasons right yes you do she's throughout uh the whole series they we see them with she's prominent in a few episodes as well and the creators liked that role. That was part of the reason that they cast um, Lisa cast Kuro. Lisa Kuro as Phoebe. And I wonder if they knew that they were going to do it then, or it came to them later. <laughs> the well, kind of crossover with with Ursula on the, yeah. on the show. 
Yeah, well, they do sort of cross over with Helen Hunt later on in the series. Oh, so and it's it's a fun play on it. So that's like the running gag through it too. Is you know um, the other series and Lisa Kudrow doing dual dual roles. Yeah. So what are the? uh, This is where they start introducing some of the kind of running gags. It's the first time you mentioned the ugly naked guy across the hall. Yes, the ugly naked guy across the hall. Um, Across the street, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, like you said, first introduction of Ursula, and then Jack and Judy as well. And we see Barry as well, and when she goes and visits him in the dentist's office, she kind of realizes, oh my gosh, you got plugs, like you got contacts, like he looks different than what um, he looked like when she was with him. So then she's kind of wondering, did I do the right thing? And that's, like we've said, that's the main theme of this, is just figuring out what you're doing next, and if you did the right thing with your decisions. All right, so let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, among other things, we'll talk about our uh, favorite lines from this episode. I think I I, I love the one I picked. It's I think it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Friends with Friends. I'm Jason. We have uh, Jackie and Vanessa. So. Let's talk about the first time we see Barry. Is, was Barry what you thought he would be when you saw him? I thought he was going to be a little more geeky, but then also Rachel was like, oh, you look totally different. Right. Because he's <laughs> you got, you know, more hair, I guess, you know, contacts in. So that was definitely, you know, I expected a, you know, a different type of Barry. This is, I guess, the more, you know taking care of myself very kind of guy right and I maybe you ex- maybe you expected that because in the first episode she goes barry looks like mr potato head right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. it's interesting they set him up to that and then you when you see him you're like oh well, that's not what i saw but it's because he's you know yeah but, now. yeah and also is um what kind of stings even more with that situation when she finds out that barry's dating mindy you know her bff her maid of honor she he also says like after after she notices that he's got contacts he's got plugs she's like like well Mindy likes it you know it's like I did it for Mindy yeah Yeah. and it's like uh, you don't like sticking your finger in your eye yeah for Mindy I would yeah and so that's another little stinger as well to Rachel (laughs) yeah and then another thing that you notice is is how he says he went on their honeymoon with Mm -hmm. Mindy yeah So, so, so Jackie, yeah. is Mindy Paul the wine guy's ex? No, Mindy is totally different. And we actually see more of that relationship. We see Mindy um, throughout the series as well in the beginning. So, uh, okay. Yeah, she has a more of a plot line later on. And this this triangle, Mindy, Barry, Rachel triangle goes on for a few more episodes. Throughout. One thing I noticed with that scene with uh Rachel and Barry is how there was that little kid there, you know, one of Barry's patients. And yeah. it kind of, it was a very serious conversation to have, you know, uh-huh. and I feel like that little kid kind of like, yeah, broke it up. Broke like, yeah. 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 Because yeah. it is a sit, you always have to remember it is a sitcom. So there has to be, there have to be jokes, even uh-huh. in the, the, the serious point. So that he was a good comic relief for that. Yeah. Set. Especially yeah, I, at the end. I mean, he let him off the hook. He's like, oh, what about me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then also, it's like, when he when she first enters, and she looks at the little kid, the patient, she goes, 
I broke up with him. And he's like, <laughs> And then you see that she she starts, you know, second guessing herself. Uh-huh. And she comes in kind of all like hair messy, you know, covered up. And then when he leaves the room to take care of another patient, she, you know, you see her and her hair is all down. She's wearing yeah. less clothes, like saying, yeah. like, Barry, do you want me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, she's putting lipstick on. <laughs> took her hair down, put the lipstick on, took the jacket off. Yeah. But, yeah. Because well, Ross told her not to look too cute. Remember, Ross told her not to look too stunning when she went. Yeah, it'll be hard for you, but don't look too stunning. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then, you want to like when you run into your ex, you want to be looking all fly. You know, you want to be looking all you know cute. Because well, especially to- since he looks better than she thought he was gonna. Yeah. Look. Totally. <laughs> oh, it was funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Very, very cute. And then the, you know, obviously the big part of the scene is is Ross dealing with his ex-wife and her, you know, her uh, female lover. So it's yeah. that's an interesting dynamic. I mean, that was pretty groundbreaking conversation to have on television in 1994. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about is, um, you know, like to have this relationship that's so prominent in the plot right away. It's like my lesbian ex-wife who is now pregnant. That situation, people were going through it, but I didn't know how. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a it could have been a bad joke. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, it could have been a, just a joke that they were like, and, and but they didn't do that. I mean, they mm-hmm. actually handled it. I, I feel like, particularly for the early '90s, and, and really well, and you know, established. You know, Carol and Susan are real people. They're not cliches. They're, mm-hmm. they're you know, just you know. So that I thought that was good, and the conversation that they actually have about how they're going to raise the child and the kid's name and all of that. Yeah. Stuff. You know, it was interesting, real, and yeah. you get Ross's frustration. I love it when she says, "How does he always get his way?" And then he gets his way, and he goes, "How is this my way? This is no way, yeah. that, you know, the way I envisioned this moment being." Yeah, and then when the doctor walks in, and he's like, "How's he feel? Any nausea? Nausea?" And they all nod their heads. <laughs> well, I was talking about the expected mother, but okay. And then one thing to notice as well about Carol: this is the only appearance by the actress Anita Barone. She was switched out after this episode and to Jane Sabet, who we know throughout the series is the actual Carol. So they switched Carol's um, and you'll notice it in the next time we see her. Do we know why they switched her? Because Anita wanted um, a more prominent role. She actually auditioned for Rachel, right? Um, actually, Jane Sabet, the one who replaced Carol, is the one who auditioned oh. for Rachel. Anita just left because she wanted a more prominent role. Little did she know that this role would actually last seasons and seasons. So when Jane came in to audition, she actually the she actually just had her baby. And then they asked her to come in to replace Anita, the original Carol. And then lo and behold, she actually becomes Carol and is the one that is featured throughout the series. The actress who plays Susan, uh, what's her name, Jessica Hecht? Jessica Hecht, yeah. She, I feel like I see her everywhere now. She mm-hmm. is in like recurring characters and, and supporting roles in all these TV series. Now. Yeah. And I just love their chemistry between the three of them because you'll see it develop as well throughout the season, see, uh, throughout the series, that, that triangle, Susan, Carol, and Ross. So this is the first introduction where they're just heated at each other, you know, because this isn't what Ross wanted. Right. But then when you, 
when they hear the heartbeat and they all come together and their hands all touch, I mean, that shows humanity breaks any barriers or any uh-huh. moments that we create. And, you know, a baby will bring people together or you mm-hmm. know, that relationship is that, that was real and honest and authentic. And then it breaks, you know, down any barriers because it's just, you know, it's, it's real and it's real life. That's, I thought that they handled that really well. And I didn't, I remember the episode a little bit, but I didn't really remember the emotional impact impact of it. And then, of course, being a sitcom, they have to make a joke out of it. Yeah. All the other friends are like, what is Where that? is that? What are we looking at? And then we all had that. I don't know. You may, because yeah. when those things first started coming out, that was all of our reaction anyway. I'm like, I kind of see a head. Is that a head I see? Or, you know. Yep. Vanessa, you're an auntie of how many? Three? Three, yeah. So you've seen those song grabs looking. Yeah. Well, I've seen pictures. But yeah, you just kind of see, you know, it's it's a little baby and they're going to be here soon. And it's but exciting were, time. Yes. But those were new in the 90s, too. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like the first time you'd seen one of those probably. Or, I'm, like, it was probably the first time Ross had certainly ever seen you know, a sonogram and, and apparently all the other friends what, what did phoebe say close your relax your eyes and it looks like a potato <laughs> <laughs> but it ends on that heartwarming note too and that kind of gets you to tune in the next um the next episode and then like the last episode was grab a spoon and this one it's like heartwarming it's like oh you know there's a baby in there this is yeah. what's gonna happen so it, it, but remember rachel rachel was completely which uh oblivious because which which leads to my favorite line of this episode. Yeah. When she's talking to Mindy on the phone and she says, if it all works out and you guys get married and have kids and everything, I just hope he has, they, they have your old, his old hairline and your old nose. Yeah. Resolution to her, uh, how she feels about the relationship, but yeah. yeah. And this brings me, you know, to my favorite line, you know, we start seeing, you know, the relationship develop with, um, or the relationship that Monica has with her parents. And it's, you know, my favorite line is when they're sitting there, you know, having their spaghetti and uh, Ross's dad tells Monica, she's like, don't you listen to your mother? You're independent, always have been. Even when you were a kid and you were chubby and you had no friends, you were just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that, and to piggyback on that, my favorite line is from that scene is when Jack and Judy are listening to Ross and Ross is saying, you know, we broke up because Carol is a lesbian and she's having a baby with another woman and she's pregnant. And Judy looks up at Ross and then she's like, it turns to Monica and goes, and you knew about this. And it just goes to show like how much Judy and Jack like had these expectations for Monica and how much anxiety they give her. You know? Well, I mean, it also explains which sets it up for Monica's anxiety about cleanliness too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, when she's flopping the pillows before they come in the beginning of that. Whose <laughs> lot of paper is that? You know? yeah. That's me, you know, when my parents are going to come over, here I am k- picking everything up. <laughs> I think every kid does that. I think yeah. every kid does that. So We've painted want- the entire house before Troy's parents came for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that is funny yeah. and i hope they noticed <laughs> oh yeah of course so what else are we, what are we missing from this episode any other last thoughts i just like the whole 
dynamic with Monica and her parents. I, I feel like I relate to that with um, not anxiety towards them because I don't have anxiety towards my parents, but uh, but wanting the um, their affirm you know affirmation and support. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, they've always been supportive, but like the society issues or the society um, standards that us women are put to is like have it all and not have it all or whatever it is, you know. Good. Vanessa, any last thoughts? Last thoughts? No, I mean, I think, oh, I did read one thing, you know, when um, doing my research, they were saying, you know, this wasn't a family sh uh, focus show, it's more friends. But, um, you know, they were saying, you know, these the 26 something stars were so young that the network uh, init initially suggested that they be older mentor type to give the sh mm. uh, show's opinions more weight. Mm. Uh, so to kind of like, I guess, make sure, you know, that it's successful and that it does relate to people out there. But then after this first season, it spawned all these 20 something shows. Yeah. Of, uh, friends wannabes. Yeah, exactly. They definitely friends. groundbreaking in that, that aspect and changed the, the dynamic. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah, and, very fun. Uh, join us next time when we talk about the episode, the one with the thumb where we discuss <laughs> Interestingly, there are a couple of guest stars on there, and one of them is a guest star who went on to star in another TV, uh, big TV show that's still on the air today. Cool. That? That's a good tease. <laughs> All right, we'll talk All next right. time. Then. All right, see ya. Bye.